I think maybe I can explain a little, set up what Charles is going to do. We have some big news to talk about today. There's a big announcement, and, and maybe I'll just set up a sequence before Charles comes up, sequence of things that's happened that's brought us to where we are right now. A few weeks ago, the, the four pastors uh, met like we uh, ordinarily do, and Charles let us know something at that time that he had been thinking rather seriously, considering and processing for a long time about his role at the river. And a few weeks ago at that meeting of pastors, he said, thinking it might be time, time to step out of this role. And Sarah and I, I think we were surprised and yet kind of not surprised. We were surprised because we thought that meeting was going to be about starting a new class. <laughs> so that was a little surprise. But on the other hand, we know and love Charles and have been a part of all the thinking that's gone on for a while. And I think many of us have known since the sabbatical that he's been wrestling and considering what is, what's his role, what should it be in the future and whatnot. And so that was a few weeks ago when we lay that out. It wasn't a firm decision. It was like, this is where I'm heading. I'm thinking, how does it hit you guys? What do you think? So that was, that was a big moment. And then we said, well, the, probably the first thing we want to do is gather our board, our lay board. Chris and Peter and Mandy and Molly and Melinda, our wonderful board that are the legal and spiritual advisors to all this. I know Charles has always taught, and it's very important to, you know, this is a life decision. The possibility of stepping out of pastoral ministry, that's big. Wanted to make sure to open that up to the rest of the advisors, come to them. This is back on, I think, the 10th of February. This is what I'm thinking. Wanted to put that in front of you, get your feedback, and process that together. And I think by the end of that meeting, uh, all of us unanimously thought it makes sense. It's obviously... A, it has a, a huge implications. It's a big moment, but because we know and love you, and it, it, we, it makes sense. And okay, big decision, big implications. And so during that time, obviously Sarah and I are wrestling with well, what a, what does that mean for us? And we relatively quickly realized, well, as much as we've loved the partnership together, we feel like this is what we want to do. We want to step forward stay put, and, and continue leading the church. And so that was right around February 10th. And so the plan was to call the board together uh, for a follow-up meeting. At, this was now with India in the middle. To meet, to process what are the implications of this, how does this all settle out, what do we do forward, how do we get the news out, and so forth. And so this was just a week ago Friday now, very recent. Um, we met and started by saying, oh, we're still kind of in the same place. Yes, it still feels good, and, and started to process that out. In that meeting on Friday, the 18th, Caroline mentioned that she felt uh, some tension, and she'll, she'll have a chance to speak for herself, but this is what happened in the meeting, that she said, you know, I've been feeling some tension because I've been listed on the website and on the program as a pastor, but really because of a variety of reasons for the past few months, I've not really felt like I've been able to function that way. So I've been labeled as a pastor, but really I've, I've had to withdraw, and I'm, you know, that's a point of concern and some tension. And as we talked in this meeting on Friday the 18th, another realization became obvious that Caroline, too, felt like, you know what, I think this is my time to also 
step out of that role, that pastoral role. Now, they'll both explain in a moment, it's not about the church or us, it's just like that role is not fitting anymore, and they want to stay plugged in more on a volunteer basis, more like some of our volunteer teaching team and whatnot. And so that was another big surprise, as you can imagine, um, but also one that I think made sense. And so we, as a board, began to process that as of a week ago Friday. And the plan was, well, let's begin to process what that will mean and what steps we should take and how to announce and, and process the uh, plan and the transition together and where we're going to go from here. And so uh, it's all been happening very quickly. And so what that's meant is that on Tuesday, we talked to our staff. So Kevin Chin and Amelia Cunard and Joy O. Oh, and then the next day, we spoke to Allison Noel and said, here's where we're at. Both the parks are feeling it's their time to transition out of the pastoral role and, and shift this, this thing. Here we go. And we brought that up to the staff. And then on Friday and Saturday of this, this weekend, we met with uh, most of our leadership team in our, what we call our cluster and began to process that as well and, and let folks who are part of that know what's happening. And so here we are today wanting it to bring it to you. And then later this afternoon, uh, we'll shoot an email out to all the River Partners, because obviously not everyone could be here today, to let them know about this. And uh, next Sunday, Charles will be up front, and he'll have a chance to speak to the whole church and explain what's been going on and, and what's going to go on from here. And then we'll, we'll transition out the next few weeks. The hope virus notwithstanding. The hope is that we'll, we'll move through the Easter season, and I, and I think the, the hope is that in the last couple weeks after, last couple weeks of April, after Easter, Charles will have an opportunity to say, you know, I've been doing this for 16 years. As I'm, as I'm beginning to transition roles, here are some, don't forget this, people, and I think it's some, I'm, what are sure to be really lovely, powerful messages for us. And then, you know, as we get a little further on, we'll for sure have a celebration. This is probably, I think we have it June 7th. We've got a date where it's like, we want to celebrate. I know the shock is still laying across many of us, but there's going to be a time where we just want to celebrate and express our gratitude and, and say thank you so much for all that's happened. And then we'll We'll kind of go from there. And so that's what's happened. I know that's a lot to process. We have this, this afternoon to do that. And uh, I think what's most important is that you, you get to hear from Charles and Caroline directly about where they're at, why they're making this decision, and, and how it's been for them. But I just wanted to kind of lay the sequence of things out so you're all caught up and we're all on the same page. Thanks, Sean. I know you're in a bit of a shock. So in short... We are still in deficit situation. We are stabilizing. And so it's not too bad. We are not like imminent danger. We do have like almost $200,000 in the bank and we are kind of running a run rate deficit of 50,000. So we do have some uh, uh, runway. You know, we are not looking at, oh my God, we are in trouble, right? But we are in a deficit situation given that it's not likely we can increase our expenses, right? So last three, four years, we haven't been able to ex uh, increase our expenses. What that meant has been that Carolyn and I have not been drawing any meaningful wage for over three years now, uh, really very little. And that's been difficult. 
as you can imagine, and it's forced us to really question how long can we or should we try to hang on and keep going and try to draw a living wage from professionally being a pastor, right? Uh, so we prayed about it for quite some time now, and the sense we get from God is that it's time to move on, like John explained. Uh, and Caroline will share more later about her own story, but my story is that, uh, that as I talk to God, the passage God has been spe speaking to me out of is Mary and Martha passage. And I feel like I have been a Martha. I've been noticing some character change in myself. I've, you know, as Martha gets upset <laughs> and stressed out, and that's partly why I am trying to make stress my 40 days faith prayer. <laughs> There's a lot of stress in like, trying to get things done. And I feel like God is saying to me, I served for a long time, and it's now time to be more like Mary for a while. I've been a pastor for over 22 years now, right? So that's quite a while of, of trying to do this. And uh, so as we were checking in with the board and the pastors, like this is what we tell you to do, right? If you're going to, if you get a sense from God, if you're going to make any life change decisions, you do pray, you do read the Bible, you try to get a sense, and you try to see what's reasonable, but you also check with your trusted, you know, godly people around you. So we checked in with the board, and everybody thought that, yeah, it's okay to let go. You know, Peter was a jokester, and he said, look, Charles, you know, if you were a policeman, You'll be retired by now with a fat pension, with a boat in Long Island, you know, fishing, right? 22 years, right? It's a long time. So joking aside, the church is in really strong place. And that's, another, that's part of the reason why we feel like it's okay to step down. I mean, didn't Melinda do an incredible job preaching today? That was just awesome, you know, very, very powerful. And John and Sarah will carry the church as they have been for some time now. They have been like leading as pastors as, as I struggle with my back issues and haven't been able to really like do what I need to do full time. And they're just great pastors. Carolyn and I have nothing but good things to say after having worked with them for like a dozen years. They're wonderful. So the church is in really good hands, safe hands, and they'll continue to do a fantastic job. And not much will change around here. We have our colors, you know. I mean, we are in complete sync in terms of theological kind of direction of where we are headed. Practically speaking, really not much will change except I'll be preaching less. I will continue to serve here as a leader and I'll try to preach from time to time, just not as often, just as a volunteer. Because I really believe this, that we are all pastors. Every believer is called to be ministers and pastors. There is a phrase, priesthood of all believers. Have you heard of that phrase? How many of you heard? Priesthood of all believers is one of the most important Protestant faith statement. It was uh, Martin Luther himself made that. Uh, contention. It's a very important concept that we are all called by God to be pastors to each other. Uh, just some of us try to draw paychecks from it, 
you know, but that doesn't mean the rest of us are not pastors. We are all pastors, just some of us try to draw paychecks from that. And uh, we're, uh, I'm just saying, Carolyn and I are going to stop trying to get paychecks. <laughs> but that's the only change, really. We'll continue to be here. We'll be part of the board. We'll serve. And uh, I just want to encourage all of us to step up and serve as pastors to one another. As John and Sarah lead, as the lead pastors, but uh, we continue to minister together. Because this is a really a great community of faith, don't you think? Yeah. I think we should and we could do more to step up and build this community up. Sounds good? Okay, so now Caroline will share her journey. Thank you. Just, I've been stressed out about this. I don't like talking about myself to begin with. So you guys may have noticed that after Charles' sabbatical ended, I scaled back some of my responsibilities at the church. I still am writing the curriculum for the kids, but I speak less. And there are two main reasons for that. The first is we're going through a very intense season as parents. So you expect your children to grow older and become less and less um, dependent on you and more self-sufficient. But we've learned that you know kids are humans and they don't grow and develop in straight lines that um, as we hope them to. And so sometimes they go through difficult seasons and where they need a lot more support and care. Um, and that was kind of what we were going through. And it was um, very demanding and sometimes heartbreaking. And I was required to be very present and attentive to them. So I felt like that there wasn't a lot of relational and emotional energy left over to be a good pastor, um, like a function as a pastor with a title and you know being paid for it. So that was one of the reasons. We're emerging out of that season. We're very thankful, but still not fully out yet. So if I look like I was kind of relationally a little checked out for the last, you know, some time, that was, that was why. So second reason um, is a little more exciting, which is that I had wanted to study more for a while. So I went applied for a non-degree program at Union Theological Seminary School and been taking like a one class last semester and two classes this semester. So uh, that's been really fun, um, energizing for me. So as Charles shared and John shared uh, very clearly that we were kind of in the process of evaluating our roles here, what we're gonna do for our family financially, for the rest of our, I don't know, 20 years left for our, I don't know, professional career-wise, it became clear to me that I still care deeply about children's spirituality, which I've been working at the river primarily for, the, for a dozen years. And I want to learn more about it, and I want to grow more in that um, and dig deeper and see what comes of it. So I decided to pursue a degree in theology and 
apply for an MA program, hopefully to start this fall if I get in. So that's um, one of the main reasons why I feel like I need more time for myself and hopefully I don't know what's going to happen after the study or degree program or whatever it leads to, but continue to really pursue this thing that's been my passion for, for a while now. So as some of you know, I led the children's ministry at the river for a long time, more than 10 years, and writing curriculum for the last couple of years, so more than a dozen, dozen years, and with dedicated volunteers and leaders, some of we are here, we built this ministry uh, with a very unique vision, and it's been sort of a consuming <laughs> passion for a lot of us, so I'm very grateful, deeply grateful for many who work with me and believed in what we do and tirelessly love the little children, little ones at the river. And most of them are not even parents, so, you know, the other, ch other people's kids. And Amelia and Allison, uh, who are now on staff and will continue to work on those ministries, they also started as volunteers and many years ago and caught the vision and continued the journey with us. So I am still very much in it and I'm dreaming the same thing and children's spirituality and God's stories and how we might help them have an image of God that's life-giving, right? That they can start their lifelong relationship with God. That will be the source of love and strength for them. So I want to learn and grow more in it. So I'm going for my dream. And it's sad because that means that I have to let go of some things to make this transition, but also exciting. And I'm very grateful that I can still do this with you guys in this community. So I'll be around. I will even preach from time to time. I will do all that I can to help with the transition. Amelia and um, Allison are amazing. They are very competent. Also, they're fully with us in terms of their vision and their theology and their understanding of what we are really trying to do for the kids and youth. So that's that. Thank you, guys. So, a lot to process, right? And uh, we've just had a little more time than you, but I think there are two things we want to do is share a little bit from our perspective and then open um, to anything the board might want to say because they've been in the process, and then we'll go back to questions and open it up for everyone to get a chance to share. When Sarah and I began to uh, grapple with this just, just a, you know, a few weeks ago, we thought, you know, the, there's a couple things that have to be in play for us to say yes. We've been so happy to be a little bit more behind the scenes and just be part of the team and, and leading in the, the manner that we have. But we get it. It just makes sense, as I think, I think most of us get. It's like, of course, we want what's best. And, and that means a new era for us. But what we realized was it has to come. This next thing has to come from a place of joy for us. It can't be because, well, somebody's got to do it. We're stuck. 
we're getting the paycheck. I guess we're going. It's like, no, 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 no. We cannot tough this out. Now, we have been doing ministry at one level or another for about 30 years. And so you go through different seasons and different motivations. But this one, we realized very clearly, it has to come from just who we are. We can't be anything other than who we are. And the good news in this situation is you know who we are. <laughs> the strengths, the weaknesses, it's like I don't think it's any secret. We've been doing this for 12 years. So we're wanting to approach it from a place of ease, a place of, listen, folks, we have nothing to prove here. We want to do this because we honestly love what is happening at this church. And we love you guys. And we love the chance to get to do it together. And so when we say it's got to come from a place of joy, we're not just saying, joy, damn it. No. <laughs> it's honest to God has to be fun. And we'll talk in a, in a moment about what next. Of course, that's on the, the line. But I just wanted to kind of set where we're at in this whole picture personally. I think this whole thing has been an interesting exercise in faith. And it's really been a challenge to believe that the good things that over this past 12 years that God has planted in me and planted in John and planted in all of you is what this community needs to move forward. And I'm starting to really believe that. And I think there's going to be some joy in discovering that and seeing God's faithfulness, God's goodness, the wonderful things that God still wants to do through this community. And I think it's going to be an interesting opportunity. Yeah. Nonetheless, it's a big transition. Hey, board members, if there is anything you'd like to say before we just simply open it up for everyone else to anything we missed or you think would be helpful to contribute. I just want to say again, Mandy, Melinda, Molly, Peter, and Chris, man, what, what a joy it has been to, to be um, partnered with at such a deep level. Anything you guys want to say? Hi, my name is Mandy. I feel like I've done this before in meetings like this, and so I want to come up to say everything that the pastors are saying is true. There isn't some sinister underbelly. You shouldn't be reading between the lines of they say they love us, but they probably don't. <laughs> the church is in good standing, but we're going to, like, I promise I've been at this church for 12, 13 years. I've sat on the board for a long time now. So I've helped us through a lot of transitions, some that have been harder than others. I think this one has its own sadness to it because Charles and Caroline are our founding pastors and they're sort of the lifeblood of this church and the vision, and that's hard. And so I think everybody's just going to have to take time with that. I've had a couple weeks with it. On the flip side, there's something beautiful about being able to build a church and have it in such a place that we're able to carry it forward with that same mission, with that same vision and passion. And so I think, you know, as a board member, I would be hypocritical if Charles and Caroline said, I need to do something different now. And I said, I'm so sorry you cannot do that. Um, I understand you have passions and a life, but you, the church needs you. And so I think there's something powerful about us as a community being able to allow our pastors to do what they have told us that they need us to do and that God wants us to do. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is it's incredible to have people like John and Sarah and the staff and this community that continues to grow and evolve, who's going to bring it to the next place with Charles and Caroline with us, alongside us as members of the church also. 
Um, so I just wanted to share that as someone who's had some time with it, that while there's sadness, I actually feel a ton of hope and a lot of faith. Um, and I believe that God is with this church and this community. And so happy to talk more about that. Thank you. Thank you, Mandy. Anything anybody else wants to say? What she said. Okay, so I think probably there are going to be some questions. Why don't we just throw it open now? There's, there's a lot, lot more to go through, but we kind of wanted to bring you through the process, let you know the rationale behind it all, and then and, and here's a couple things we realize. Everyone processes news like this in different ways, right? Everyone has a different sequence they go through. Everyone has a different timeline that works for them. There's just a range of emotions, and all of it is okay. It's all okay. And so in a room like this, people are, are at different levels of adapting, even if you've just heard it. That's, that's just to be normal, and I want to encourage us all to be very gracious with each other um, because this is a big transitional moment. Founding pastors, a primary voice of our, of our church, this is big. And yes, I think as far as transitions goes, this is probably pretty smooth, really. It has a happy side to it, too, but who are we kidding? It's both in. So those are just broad stroke words. Why don't we hear from you? And, and we, you could have questions for any of us. That would, this would be the time. In fact, I think we can probably go off mic now, yes?